This weekend marked the end of the half-term break, and my planned arrival for a fishing trip was set for Saturday morning, extending until the following Tuesday, the 31st. However, it was the last full weekend of fishing on the airfield lake before it closed for winter. Arriving at approximately 800 hours, I took the path to the right after opening the gate, expecting to find anglers settled along the tower point. I was surprised to discover the island unoccupied, offering an unexpected opportunity. The selection of the right swim was crucial, considering the prevailing southwest wind and the fluctuating barometric pressures, which currently stood below 988 MBS. Forecasts indicated a rise to 1,001 MBS on Tuesday, followed by a significant drop to 964 on Thursday. I have had to change my fishing nights slightly to keep in with prior commitments, and I contemplated the upcoming weekend. There was a gloomy two-week weather forecast and uncertainties regarding my gardening jobs, and the situation appeared challenging. A visit to the fords revealed the first ford overflowing and deep. I checked the second one, known for its greater depth. The water was flowing steadily into the lake through the inlet pipe. The water would be colder than the lake water but the fish are drawn to fresher water. Choosing among the three available swims proved to be a task. After approximately 30 minutes of contemplation and consideration of different scenarios, I settled on the middle swim. This selection was made with the possibility of sharing the night with another angler in mind. I hoped for solitude on Sunday and Monday nights. Opting for the middle swim was a deliberate choice. Although the end swim appeared appealing due to its proximity to the outlet pipe and the car park, the middle swim offered advantages, including a previously located margin spot and shelter from the southwest and occasional southerly gusts. As I had the T2 and its overwrap for added comfort in the rain, arranging the bivy was crucial. Despite a slight setback with the space, I managed to rearrange the bivy and reposition it facing more southeast for a better fit. By 13.00 hours, I prepared rigs and baited the margin spot, just before the rain started again. I had my meal at 15.30 hours, seeking refuge from the rough weather. It was a delightful large Yorkshire pudding filled with chicken, potatoes, and a bacon-wrapped sausage, skillfully cooked on the Weber. For pudding was a few oat biscuits and the remaining coffee. At 17.15 hours, an abrupt and vigorous take on the right-hand rod surprised me. The initial pull was concerning. And although I managed to engage with a sizable fish, the presence of silkweed on my line made the battle a bit challenging. The fish's movements felt like a smaller one, it darted leftward, narrowly missing my other line. Though I suspected it hadn't, I decided to recast it for good measure. At that moment, under the rod tip and near the margins, the true magnitude of the fish became evident. The hook was precariously attached at the edge of its mouth. I spent what felt like an eternity, my heart racing with each failed netting attempt, fearing the hook might dislodge. Lady Luck smiled at me, and I finally managed to net it, an impressive 24 pounds 10 ounces common, a remarkable start. With hopes of more to come in the next 48 hours, I readied both rods and prepared for the night. It was soon dark, time to get into the sleeping bag. The rain, seemingly unrelenting until Tuesday, left me contemplating an early departure. By 1915, the same rod was off again, this time with a noticeably smaller fish that swiftly found its way into the net. A quick snap of a 10-pounder, a torpedo of a carp, reeling it in and recasting before the rain resumed. At 23.15, the left-hand rod signaled another tussle with a displeased carp dashing into open waters from the margins. Wrestling to regain control, I managed to guide it back under the rod tip and had to grapple with it as it made a spirited attempt to break free, necessitating the use of a nearby bank stick for added support. A 19 pounds 10 ounces common eventually found its place in the net, and I spent some time writing my blog while the carp continued their active display. Amidst intermittent rain showers throughout the night, my fourth catch came in the break between showers. This time on the right-hand rod, it put up a less vigorous fight, perhaps mirroring my tiredness at 3.30, nearing dawn due to the clock change. 
Despite my fatigue, I managed to spawn out some bait, hoping for a day with less rain. However, the weariness was catching up, impacting my fishing abilities. By 13, as the rain ebbed, I took the opportunity to reset the rigs. A brief show of sunshine offered some respite, confirming my decision to wrap up the trip tomorrow. Two days confined in the bivy, coupled with fatigue, affected my focus. Tomorrow, with a brighter forecast, might be the right time to head home. The strain of these recent bivy-bound days on my last couple of trips has started to take its toll. I'll let circumstances unfold, and by tomorrow morning, my mind will be made up. Around 4 p.m., the rain returned, and with the evenings darkening due to the clock change, it promised to be a long and gloomy night. Strangely, I noticed fewer carp this afternoon, and I hope the cold water hasn't deterred their appetite, as that would truly be disappointing. As the night progresses, we'll find out. After more than 24 hours, the fifth catch graced my left-hand rod. Not the largest, but still a delightful carp with a beautiful scale pattern along its back, and 11 pounds common, promising a pleasant sight in the future. At 4 a.m., my body clock insists it's 5 a.m. The time change is something I dread. The night's fishing was rather disheartening, especially having heard a couple of sizable carp top out. I've concluded that another day cooped up in the bivy isn't in the cards for me this week. Perhaps it's a cumulative effect of the past four or more bivy-bound trips. An occasional day is okay, but recent events seem a bit much. Perhaps it's my age or simply that two nights are my limit during these months. Upon re-evaluating the weather conditions, I made the tough yet necessary call to head back home and bid adieu to the airfield lake for this year. Looking forward to next March, I hold a deep fondness for this place. However, I'm gearing up for a new winter challenge at Meadow Lake. Hopefully, things will run smoother this winter, and I've planned a few pike and perch trips to add some variety. I aim to spend more time on the bank, exploring different species and angling experiences. Until next time, Richard, use my code RICHARD10. Get 10% off at the Deeper Sonar checkout.